I'm really, really happy to host Larry Long Jr. today. Um, we are getting to know each other, but many of our close connections like Gary and Will and others in the room are just great friends of Larry. He is He's building a little bit of an enterprise and a, and a brand reputation outside of some of the work that he does with Teamworks, but it also complements that work. And so it's a nice, it's a kind of a really sharp and smart way to go, but he's positive, he's forward looking, has a lot of faith in the future. And I think he's gonna impart a lot of that positive energy to your career, your career life, and the things that are important. So he will not let us down. Sales is not a four letter word. Larry Long Jr., happy to have you, my friend. Oh, goodness. Good morning. Is this thing on? Can you hear me? <laughs> Give me two thumbs up if you can hear me. I don't know. Is the mic on? Okay. I like that. I want to say thank you to everyone. Y'all got me jumped up with all the good news. I mean, I love Tell Me Something Good. I think there's a song. Uh, you don't want to get me singing. I won't make you laugh, but I'll probably make you cry. I do have a question. I think, Aaron, you said you're from South America. Uh, where are you from? Que pasa loco? Aaron, are you there? Maybe not. My wife is from Argentina, so show entiendo mucho, pero habla. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Larry. Sorry, yeah. I'm from Colombia originally, and my uh, wife is also from Argentina. So we are in good hands, but it's a tough challenge, you know, to deal with Argentinian women. They're great, <laughs> but they are tough. <laughs> we see eye to eye. Blink twice if you need help. <laughs> I'm just being serious, y'all. But now nah, right. I'm happy to be we here. We gotta exchange some stories one of these days. We'll exchange stories one of these days. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. I want to say thank you to everyone for showing up. As you can see from the screen, sales is not a four-letter word, uh, but life is, and we're going through some stuff. I don't care if you're a newborn baby or if you're a centenarian, this pandemic has allowed us and, and really it's given us the opportunity to go through some stuff. So I'm happy to be here. Hopefully I'm able to share some insights uh, into the world of sales, into the world of SaaS sales and kind of my perspective. And then I want to open it up to any questions, any thoughts, any feedback that you have. So first off, who am I? This is my NASCAR slide. I'm not going to go through each and every one. I know a lot of people look at it and they say, uh-oh, he made a mistake. He's got SageWorks in there twice. Well, you're absolutely correct. Uh, I did make a mistake. It was a career mistake because I left and then I'm a glutton for punishment and I went back. So don't tell nobody else. And John, I just want to say thank you for hosting me, for bringing me here. John mentioned I used to be at Teamworks. This is hot off the press. Uh, I transitioned out of Teamworks on March 26th. I'm now a full-time keynote speaker and sales coach. I've recently launched my sales community and my online sales course, uh, The Sales Allies. Uh, please let me know if there's ever anything that I can do to help you, that I can do to support you. So enough about me. It's time to give y'all the gold mic. I need to know, who are y'all? So just by a, a show of hands, are there any sales professionals that, that are on this call? I'm looking at the chat. Just uh. Okay, thank you, Elizabeth. Okay, I see you, Sherry. Don't be shy. Um, are there any sales professionals? Michelle, thank you. Okay, Dana, okay, thank you. Uh, Robbie, all right, I appreciate it. I, I don't think everyone heard me. Are there any sales professionals on the call? Thank you, John. Everyone's hands should be going up. I don't care what your title is. 
if you're interviewing, if you have kids, if you're currently employed, you're in sales, and it really comes down to your perspective and your definition of sales, which we'll get into. Now, I got another question. Are there any entrepreneurs in the house? Entrepreneurs, throw two hands in there. Two hands. Two hands, Ted. I see you. Two hands. Elizabeth, Drew, can you hear me now? Thank you. Entrepreneurs, I don't care what your title is. You're an entrepreneur. Even though I used to get a paycheck from Teamworks, I still was running my business as if it was Larry Long Jr., LLC. And I encourage you to do the same. And whatever you do, take that ownership, have that entrepreneurial spirit, and realize that you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, and you're a sales professional, regardless of what your title is. So this is one of my favorite quotes. I never met the gentleman, but Henry Ford, he talks about perspective. He talks about mindset. And I'm going to paraphrase here, but he says, whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, you're right. Think about that. So if I think that I'm not a sales professional, guess what? I'm probably right. And I'm probably going to act as if I'm not uh, in the sales profession, regardless of my title. Same thing with entrepreneurship. So let's make sure that we keep our perspective and we keep our mindset where it needs to be. Now, I talked about it earlier. We've been going through some chaos. I need y'all's help in the chat. And I need you to follow directions, follow closely. How are you doing? How are you as a person doing right now on a scale of one, three, or five? Five. Hey, Larry, I'm living my best life. A three, eh, I'm somewhere in between. And a one is, hey, I'm blinking twice. Send help. 911, send help. Where are you at? Go ahead in the, in the chat. Let me see those ones, those threes, those fives. Okay, I appreciate you keeping it real, Dana. Uh, three, Robbie, thank you. Aaron, okay. Que pasa, loco? Muy bien. Okay, threes, Alina, okay. You're living your best life. I hear you. I'm feeling you. Go, go ahead and brush your shoulders off. I love it. Sherry, oh, we, we always got to have a rebel in the house. She said, Larry, forget about your one, your three, your five. I'm a four. <laughs> I ain't mad at you, Sherry. It's your world. I'm just living in it. <laughs> Outstanding, outstanding. Well, I want to encourage you that as we go through this turbulent, as we go through this chaos, that you prioritize your well-being. And what do I mean by that? Well, I like to use acronyms, and the acronym that I have here is MBS. Larry, what you talking about, Willis? What in the world is MBS? Well, hey, I got props. Drum roll, please. I'm not very good at doing the drum rolls drum roll uh, sound, but essentially you got to take care of your mind, your body, and your soul, and you have to prioritize. So essentially there's three things that as we go through the turbulence, as we go through this chaos, and I think they say when you're going through a storm, the best way to get through a storm is to keep going. Let's keep going, but let's make sure that we care, number one, for ourselves but also we care and it's so, oh, I just, this is so heartwarming to see this community that y'all are all a part of and to see this community that John has built. It's just heartwarming because teamwork really does 
make the dream work. Even though I don't work for Teamworks anymore, we all know that teamwork really does make the dream work. So I encourage you to care not only for yourself, but also to care for your fellow colleagues, uh, your friends, your family. Uh, there's a lot of folks, and I posted on this, I post a lot on LinkedIn, but uh, there's a lot of folks that are struggling in silence. And I'm talking about mental health, where your mindset is. You never know where a friendly word, how far that'll go. Thank you, Ted. You never know how a simple, how are you doing? And you really care. People can tell when you care. When you put down the phone and all the distractions, and you ask them, how are you doing? And you give them the gold mic. People want to be heard. So that I'm going to get off my soapbox, but I encourage you during this time to make sure that you're not only caring for yourself, number one, it's kind of like on a plane. Put your oxygen on so you can give oxygen to everyone else. There's a lot of folks that could use your oxygen right now. It's also an opportunity to make sure that you care for your clients, for your prospects, for your constituents. And we'll talk about some ways that you can do that later. Number two, plan. I think the great philosopher, Mike Tyson, said everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Well, I don't know about y'all, but this past year plus, I've been punched in the face a few times. Actually, ew, too many to count. But essentially, if you have a solid plan, if you're able to execute on that plan, if you're able to flex, be, be flexible on that plan, it puts you in a lot greater space. So my question to you is, what is your plan? When I look at your calendar, what are your priorities? And are you delivering and executing on them on a daily basis? Is everything that you're doing really focused on what your plan is? Or, and I'm guilty, guilty as charged, I do a lot of stuff that doesn't really line up with what my values are, what, what my mission is. I'm just doing stuff. It's kind of like the dog that chases its tail. It's moving but it's not really moving. It's not making any progress. I think in the book, Spin Selling, uh, they call that a continuation versus an advance. An advance is you're making first down. You're marching towards that touchdown. A continuation is you're going sideline to sideline. You're spending a lot of energy, but you're not making any progress. So that's number two. Number three, control the controllables. Any Bojangles fans, if, if, if anyone, is it Botan for anyone? Raise your hand if you like Bojangles. <laughs> Thank you, Dylan. I guess I'm not the only one. I love Bojangles so much, I ended up buying some stock. I said, shoot, <laughs> if I go to Bojangles so much, hey, Larry, what time is it? It's Botan. <laughs> I need to have some ownership in the company. But there's an acronym that I like to use, and it's called E. If you saw me, you would know I don't miss a meal. But I've actually, I'm trying to get ready for the beach. I'm trying to get my beach body ready. So instead of eat, I'm now going to use the word tea. And we're in North Kakalaki, so we'll call it sweet tea. Is that okay, John? Can I call it sweet tea? <laughs> now you're talking my language. When I think about controlling the controllables, you can control the tea, how you treat other people. You can control the E, your emotions. And you can also control the A, your actions and your attitude. Outside of that, you really can't control. I mean, unless you're a super, superhuman, unless you've got superpowers, you can't control anything outside of that. So I just encourage you to stay focused on controlling the controllable. So that's a little preview. I hope everyone's warmed up. Uh, I think 
Alina said it before. I still need my coffee. Well, if I'm doing my job, you don't need any coffee, Alina. Just a, a little side note for you. <laughs> but we're gonna get in the <laughs> we're gonna get into sales. And I want to know from y'all, what is this thing that we call sales? Uh, what do you think if a, a Martian came down and said, "Hey, Earthling, what is this thing called sales? How do you define it?" Uh, go ahead and take your yourselves off a of mute. We're going to make this interactive. I'm going to give you the gold mic. I need some volunteers or I'll have to volunteer someone. What's your definition of sales? Help me out now. Robbie, I saw the twinkle in your eye. What's your <laughs> definition of sales? Um, <clears throat> my definition of sales. I haven't thought of that before. Matching up a, matching up a, a product or service with the need that someone has. Come on, Robbie. You've been looking at my cliff notes. You, terrible you, person. You, you might as well shoot. Let me step off the stage and you good, googly muggly. I love that. I love you. You've been here before, Robbie. Okay. And thank <laughs> no. you. Any other definitions of sales? Communicating in a, a good way to fill a need. Like that. Thank you, John. Michelle. Communication skills. Love it. Providing a service to other people. Love it. Love it. Ted, help us out. Uh, connecting is what I think of connect and what people have already said. You're going to connect what the people's needs are with what the service or product you have to offer. Love it. Dylan, thank you for raising your hand. And then we'll go to Elizabeth. Thank you, E-Dub. I see you. What you got for me, Dylan? Uh, communicating the logic and benefit behind a purchasing decision. Logic and benefit. Wow. You're getting, you're getting official on me. I'm, I'm going to school. Whoa, I feel like I'm back in college. <laughs> Except I don't have my little crossword. I thought I was slick doing the crossword puzzle in the back. But thank you. Elizabeth, what you got for me? Well, I think I have pretty much the obvious answer here. Um, selling stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. Using using the word in the definition. You, you're a rebel as well. You and Sherry must have gone to the same school. She said, forget all the rules. I like that. <laughs> selling stuff. All great answers. There's no wrong answer right there. Your your definition, your percept, perception of sales is your perception. When I think about sales, I think about a couple of things. The first one is, I think it's a transfer of energy. And your energy doesn't have to be as electric as mine. I, I certainly wouldn't wish that upon anybody because woo, it's tough for me to go to sleep at night. Funny story, I tried yoga and they said it's practice. And uh, kind of like, like Alan Iverson, we talking about practice. It was so tough for me to actually be still and to calm my mind. It was so quiet. And essentially, all these thoughts were running around in my mind. I said, oh, this thing for me, I got to tap out. I tried hot yoga. Oh, big mistake. I didn't realize you were supposed to hydrate 48 hours in advance. I went in like a camel that didn't have any water. The instructor came by and said, sir, are you okay? <laughs> I said, no, I can't breathe. She said, well, you might just want to do the dead man's pose. I said, no, I might end up being a dead man. I had to walk out of there. When they say hot yoga, they mean hot yoga. I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. But back to the point, a transfer of energy. If you don't believe that you have a solution that can help, how can anyone else believe it? 
I also think, and Robbie, thank you. I think we're playing matchmaker. We're matching our product, our service, our thoughts, our ideas with someone else's need. And they might not know their needs. I didn't know they needed next day delivery from Amazon until my son's birthday was coming up in two days. And I needed those gamer headphones the next day. I said, oh, I need next day delivery. Where are the drones at? Someone's needs, their wants, their desires, their challenges, their hopes, dreams, and aspirations. And if you're able to make a match, guess what? You're selling. So like I said earlier, we're all in sales. My kids are on spring break, but normally at 7.30, I have to sell them on the importance of getting up, eating breakfast, and getting ready for the school day. When you're going out to interviews, you're trying to make a match of what you bring to the table with what the organization needs. When you're inside of a company, any ideas you have, you're trying to make that match. When I think about selling, I think it's synonymous with, with winning. You're helping people to win. I look at it as synonymous with helping. You're helping people to accomplish what they want to accomplish. So that's my definition of sales. And let's keep this moving. <coughs> Excuse me. Most people think about selling. This is a quote from, from Roy Bartel. They think it's the same as talking. Blah, 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 blah. But the most successful sales professionals, they know that listening is the most important part of their job. It's by design. There's no mystery. While we've all mostly been blessed with two ears and one mouth. Why do you think that is? Drew, help me out. Why do you think we've been blessed with two ears and one mouth? So we, yeah, I mean, so we can listen more than we talk. Yes. Now you're talking my language. I can hear you. Listen, that's my theme for 2021. And for those that know me, you know I've got the gift of gab, blah, 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 blah. But what I've learned is the less that I talk and the more that I actively listen, the better results I get. People want to be heard. They want to be seen. They want to know that you care. And that's the best way that you can show them that you care. So we're going to go through this pretty quickly. Just some tips that I have in terms of being successful as a sales professional being successful as an entrepreneur. Don't be a me monster. We talked about care and you've got to take care of yourself, but there's a big difference between caring for self and being a me monster. Now, some might say, Larry, what in the world is a me monster? We've all worked with them. We've all played sports with them. We might even have some in our family. And if you don't know a person who's a me monster, got a secret for you. It might be you. <laughs> I ain't wanting to gossip, but it could be you. It's the person that wakes up in the morning and all they care about is me, 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 me. And they don't care about you or anyone else. In terms of being in sales and successful at sales, you've got to genuinely, authentically care about you. There's a rapper named Young Jeezy. He's got a song called Go Getter. And I love a go getter, that person that wants to go get it. But I'll tell you something. I really love a go-giver, someone who aggressively goes out and just gives and gives and gives with no expectation of anything in return, the go-giver. There's also a book called The Go-Giver, highly recommended. Anyone like music? Any, any music fans out there? Drum roll, please. I see you, Michelle. Okay, Drew. A anyone else like music? Thank you, Sherry. I, I guess no one likes my, my technique. Thank you, Elizabeth. 
Well, hopefully you've heard of, and actually I'll, I'll ask the question. Has anyone heard of this radio station? I, I know that this might've been way before y'all's time, the FM dial. I know everyone is Spotify and Pandora these days. This station isn't on Spotify or Pandora, but is anyone familiar with, this is my favorite radio station. Robbie, W-I-I-F-M, what, what, uh, what is that on the FM dial? Yes, for me. Yes, sir. What's in it for me? Goodness, Greg, I said it before and I'll say it again. You need to be running this class. No. Wow. <laughs> Robbie, you got the answers to everything. And I love it. What's in it for me? That's what your prospects, your client, that's what other people are asking. So essentially, if you're talking about what's in it for you and not what's in it for them, blah, 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 blah. So what? Who cares? No one cares. They care about what's in it for them. Can you help me make more money? Can you help me save time? Can you help me get these kids focused and not playing video games when they're supposed to be in school? That's what I'm thinking about. So if you don't have an answer to that, chances are it's not going to be a good match. We can part ways as friends because you just don't care about what's in it for me. So I encourage you to think about it from the perspective and the lens of what's in it for the other person. Now, Tony Robbins, and I call him by his full government name, Anthony Robbins, he has a quote that I love. The most successful people ask the toughest, I'm going to paraphrase, they ask the toughest questions, and as a result, they get the toughest answers. My question to you, what questions are you asking of yourself? And then what questions are you asking of your prospects, of your clients? of your colleagues, of your family. Remember, the best and toughest questions get the best and toughest answers. And in order to hear the answers, you've got to listen. So speaking of listening, I love, love the analogy of the doctor. And I think to be successful in sales, you've got to be surgical with your questions. Now, speaking of, is there a doctor in the house? Uh, does anyone know what soap means? The soap note from a medical perspective? Robbie, you're, you're disqualified. You already went two for two. We need someone else. Any other doctors in the house? No, me neither. I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night and I play one on TV, so close enough. But the doctors, they do what's called a soap note. Objective, objective assessment, and plan. Now, what is that? Well, Larry, what brings you to us today? I want to hear what's going on. That's the subjective. Okay, the objective. Let me go ahead and uh, get that, uh, get the tongue depressor and choke you out. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, let me go ahead and run. Okay, not flu A, not flu B. Okay, you're clear for the COVID. Okay, that's the objective. The assessment is, oh, let me figure this out. I've seen this before. And then the plan is the prescription. Take two of these and call me in the morning. Well, as a sales professional, business professional, we should be doing something similar. So company, why are we talking today? Why am I here interviewing? What's going on? What happened to the last person? It's asking those questions and listening so that you can then prescribe. Well, you know what? I've seen this before. And I've done this before. You need me. And you need me more than I need you. Essentially, let me go ahead and give you the prescription. Go ahead and have me start on Monday, and we'll see how things work out. Is that cool? Essentially, you've got to be the doctor 
making the expert analysis and the expert prescription of what they need. You can't do that without listening. Now, a key part of sales and being a successful sales professional is relationships. I heard a sales guru tell me, hey, Larry, my 30 years of selling, I learned the difference between contacts, people you know, and contracts, people you do business with, is the letter R. Anyone want to take a, uh, anyone other than Robbie want to take a, take a try at what that letter R stands for? Don't all speak at once. <laughs> okay, Dylan, you got it. Is it referrals? Uh, you're close. A little hint, it's at the top of the, it's at the title of this, of the, uh, the slide. Relationships. Yes, Relationships. yes, yes. the end. I appreciate it. Thank you, Aaron. Relationships. <laughs> True, genuine relationships. And essentially, it takes work. Now, he also said, it's not what you know, but it's. Who you know. Oh, wow. Who said that? Who was that? Okay, I see. I'm sorry. I didn't have it optimized. Thank you so much, Rachel. And I see you just joined. You came in just right off the right off the bat. Oh, I need to have you on my baseball team. <laughs> yeah, I played baseball at University of Maryland. Go Terps. I, I know I'm in enemy territory surrounded by Tar Heels and Wolf Pack. I mean, what is this? And Blue Devils, Demon Deacons, but I'm a Terp through and through. But thank you so much, Rachel. It's not what you know. And the traditional saying is, it's who you know. But in my Steve Harvey Family Feud voice survey says, nah, thank you. I appreciate you trying, Rachel. That is the traditional saying, but it's not what you know. And it's not even who you know. It's who knows you and who trusts you and who believes and likes you that really makes things happen. Think about it. I know a ton of people. That doesn't mean I'm going to get a job. But when I know people and they know me and they know that I'm a caring person, they know that I'm a hard worker. They know that they can trust me and they can go out and say, hey, I'm going to refer. Thank you, Dylan. I'm going to refer Larry into my company because I know he's not going to let me down. That's when the magic happened. I'll give you all a quick story. I work for a company called Pendo. They're a local unicorn. Endo pink. That's where I got the bat, the pink bat. Yes, I carry around a pink bat with me. Uh, essentially, I got that job. I was driving Uber. I had a ride. I spoke to the young lady. It was a 12-minute drive over to the museum, the, the Natural Sciences Museum. And uh, we just got to talking. She shared with me that her brother spent time in Argentina. Uh, Aaron, I said, oh, shucks, my wife is from Argentina. She shared with me that her and her brother and her father, who's a doctor, they started a business called Magnus, Magnus Health, downtown Raleigh. She said, hey, I need to connect you with my brother, Chaz, Chaz Scarantino. Okay, cool. Random Uber, random Uber ride. <laughs> Essentially, she tells her brother, her brother hears about me from someone else and someone else. He said, we've got to catch up for coffee. And for anyone that's, that's uh, familiar with the Raleigh landscape, there used to be a coffee shop called Cafe de los Muertos. It's not around anymore. We met there. Just had conversations, and essentially, I ended up being employee number 40 at Pendo. They're now 450 employees. I think they're hiring 400 people this year, unicorn status. I'm hoping those stock options turn to, to real paper, but it all came about through relationships. Now, how do you build relationships? Let's do a quick exercise. If you were in a fender bender, you got rear-ended, 
who are you going to call? Not Ghostbusters. And it can't be anyone from your immediate family. Help me out. Who do you call? Um, let's say Elizabeth. Who are you calling? Triple uh, A because they're the one who would um, uh, basically tow my car to the nearest dealership or whatever that could fix it. That's a great answer. What person do you call? You can't call your insurance. Can't call Triple A. You can't call any immediate family member. I'm putting stipulations out there. I see you laughing, Dylan. Who do you call now, Elizabeth? What person? Oh, great. Now you put me in a corner. <laughs> um, well, if I were working, probably my boss and telling them that I'm late. <laughs> That's awesome. That's all. You trust your boss? You, you trust your boss? Yeah. That's why That's why you call him? Okay. Uh, Ted, who do you call? Can't be the Ghostbusters. Who are you calling? <laughs> Somebody uh, close to me that's personal, uh, needs maybe that's expecting to hear from me or see me, make sure that things are working out. Or what the young lady just said a moment ago. I love it. I love it. I call Corey Richardson. He's my old boss, former summer baseball teammate. And the reason why I call him is I trust him. I know him. I know he cares. He's shown me that he, he cares. I know that he would drop anything if I, if I was in a time of need. Now, why do I go through this exercise? I want you to be that person for your prospects. I want you to build up that trust where they believe they can call you when they need help. Now, someone said, Larry, it's not realistic for my prospects to call me. Well, hey, might not be realistic for you, but that's what I'm working for. That's what I'm working towards and I'm striving towards to create that trust to show through my actions that I honestly care about you and your well-being. And it's not just blah, 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 blah. Your actions speak so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. So this all ties into relationships and trust. Be that person that people want to call when they need help. Number two, prep and practice. I said it earlier. I don't think Alan Iverson joined the call, but yes, Alan, we're talking about practice, not the game. Whatever it is you do, you have to practice. You have to prepare. You have to get yourself ready. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Now, so many people talk about elevator pitch. Essentially, are you ready if you're on an elevator and someone asks you, hey, what do you do? What are you looking for? Are you ready? Please make sure that you're prepared. Benjamin Franklin said it. Big Ben, by failing to prepare, you're preparing to fail. And we all know this. This isn't rocket science, but essentially knowing isn't doing. So my question for you is, what are you doing to make sure that you're prepared for every situation that presents itself? Now, Rory Vaden, author of Take the Stairs, I love this quote. It says that he was outside just made an observation. He was outside of a gym. This is pre-COVID. And just watching people go to the gym. There's a set of stairs and there's an escalator. Yeah, you guessed it. The majority of the people took the escalator. Say what? To go to the gym? You're about to get your workout on. And you're not going to take the stairs? Come on, Cletus. So what Rory says, and I love it, is success is never owned. We don't own success. It's rented. And the rent is due every day. So my question to you is, have you paid your rent today? Did you pay your rent yesterday? Are you paying your rent and are you bringing it each and every day? Now, from a sales perspective, what's the best way to connect with people? I don't know. You've got to determine. It's kind of like saying, hey, Larry, I'm going fishing. What bait should I use? I don't know. It depends on what kind of fish you're looking for. But what I do know is that for me, 
throughout my career. And if you can remember back to my NASCAR slide, I've worked for big companies, mid-sized companies, small companies. One thing that I found is that this 500-pound phone is one of the strongest, strongest keys to success. Now, as long as you don't look like the gentleman up there in the top left, who just looks like he's at the head is at his wit's end. As long as you show up with energy and excitement, you stand up, you use a mirror and here goes a tip. If you're writing down notes, this is it. Smile at the mirror. And I guarantee that person will smile back. Think about it. <laughs> it's magical. You smile in that mirror. The person is going to smile back. And I see that it works because I just smiled there. I got to smile for a mile and I see the smile. I see you, Dana. I hope you know you're on camera. A smile is contagious, even through the phone. Remember, we talked about a transfer of energy, a transfer of excitement. The phone provides an excellent way. Now, I'm not going to discount email. I certainly encourage email. I encourage social. I encourage snail mail. When was the last time you that, that you received a, a handwritten note, a well-thought handwritten note? Got something for you. This is fire. This is hot fire. It's called the hashtag three minute challenge. It's not the mannequin challenge. I think that was all the rage two years ago where everyone was frozen. Hey, grandma, you're shaking. <laughs> this is the hashtag three minute challenge. Every day, take three minutes. That's all it takes. Go through your Rolodex, or some of y'all don't know what a Rolodex is. Go through your phone and your contacts. Find someone that you can surprise and delight. And it only takes three minutes. Essentially, Sherry, if I want to surprise and delight Sherry, I know that Sherry loves roses and chocolates. I'm going to find a picture on Google, roses and chocolates. See her laughing over there. She's like, wow, how did he know? I'm going to send that to her and say, hey, Sherry, I was just thinking about you. Oh, business is going great for you and Lou. That's guaranteed to bring a smile to her face. I'm not asking her for anything. I'm just building and growing the relationship. Hashtag three minute challenge every day. I think there's 220, 240 business days in a year. That's a lot of deposits in the relationships that you're making. And it only takes you three minutes in a day. Now, you got to put your thinking cap on and get creative. But I guarantee you, there's no guarantees in life. But I guarantee you, you stick with that, you're going to see absolutely amazing, amazing results. Now, I forgot to talk about this when we talked about questions. I've got two fire questions. If you're ever ever in a pinch and you need to go up the sleeve, I got two questions that are my go-to. The first one is walk me through your process, dot, dot, dot. Hey, Ted, walk me through your process of your morning routine. And then I, shh, and I listen. He's going to take me through. Well, I, I get my fruit loops. Okay. How long you been, been eating fruit? Loops? <laughs> He's going to give me so much information. Now the next question is what's holding you back? Dot, dot, dot. Hey, Michelle, what's holding you back from whatever it is? And then I shh and I listen. I'm going to learn so much. Now, in a sea of sameness, there's a lot of black boxes out there. My question to you is, what are you doing to differentiate yourself from everyone else out there? In a sea of black boxes, I don't want to be a black box. I want to be a green triangle. In this picture, I want to be a yellow smiley face winking. I actually want to be a purple trapezoid. You're like trapezoid. Yeah, I can't even spell trapezoid. But if you can say trapezoid and not crack a smile, you're better than me. I want to stand out from the rest. So my question is, what are you doing to make sure that you're separated, you're differentiated from everyone else that's out there? 
Now, for those that love movies, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, help me out. All keep calm and always be. Selling. Selling. Closing. Closing. Ding, 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 ding. From the movie, always be closing, ABC. But essentially for Larry, survey says, nah, always be helping. Remember, selling is helping. From that, from that frame of reference, if I'm always helping, oh, it feels so good. It feels good in my heart. It feels good in my soul. And believe you me, it's going to feel good in your pockets if you're always helping. I can guarantee you that. Now, if you didn't take anything away from all 100 slides that I just went through, all the hot air I was blowing, this is the most important. I think the millennials call it YOLO. You only live once. But guess what? If you're like me, we're on a yo-yo. We're going up and down on a Tuesday. Life is twists and turns, ups and downs. You've got to have fun with whatever you're doing. And if you need some ideas, you call me. I got plenty of ideas on how to have fun, but it is your choice and only you can make it happen. I thank you for your time. I thank you for your attention. It was absolute pleasure. I'm going to go ahead and turn the microphone over to y'all. Any questions that I can answer, if there's anything I can do to help you, do not hesitate to reach out. I apologize in advance. I'm not able to connect on LinkedIn, please follow me, send me a note. You can send me a connection request. I'll send you a message back so that we can communicate. But LinkedIn's crazy algorithm, they only allow 30,000 connections. So for some reason, I'm tapped out. But thank you so much for your time. What's on your mind? Talk to me. Well, Hi, Larry. This is Arthi. Thank you so much for your sharing your energy today. It, it was a breath of fresh air. I, I feel like um, I've met somebody that I can talk to. <laughs> Any, anytime. So thank you. <laughs> so I, I would love to connect with you and have a conversation. Um, so thank you today for coming on and connecting with John. I really appreciate it. Arthi, what's one thing that you got from this talk that you could you think others we could reinforce? So many, uh, so many things were a reminder for me, um, but really it's your energy. Um, you know, you, you are able to control your emotions. Um, you know, we can't control anything outside of us. So what we can do each day is set ourselves up for that success. Um, I think it's an inside job. And um, yeah, thank you again, Larry, for all of your inspirations today. Thank you. Very good. I appreciate it, Artie. Larry, what yeah. if well, I have a question? What if someone, someone on the call with all this energy, what if you're like, well, I'm not Larry Long Jr., but I want to bring this kind of mindset? Do you have to have the outgoing speaker, golden microphone personality, or do we just need to do some of the things that you said and bring that enthusiasm, that spirit within out to try and con you know, connect with people? What's your thoughts on? different personalities using this great energy you have. That's great, John. We've all got our own energy inside. I'm actually, I'm working on a book now. It's called Jolt, really helping people to discover or really rediscover the inner greatness that we've all been blessed with. Think about it. We, we were all kids. We all had dreams. We all hopefully had smiles on our faces. We were playing. We lost that at some point, sometime. 
some some people, not everyone, but essentially, how do we get that back? And no, I don't expect anyone to bring the same energy. That's my superpower. If you bring it, I need to get what you're having. But I can tell you that wherever you are, however authentically you are, if you can be your best self and deliver it, people will receive it. You've got to be you. But I encourage you to be excited about what you're doing. And your excitement might come across differently from my excitement that's electric, and that's okay. Because guess what? People can smell, they can smell BS from a mile away. If you're not outgoing and, and you're not like me and you try to be like that, people are gonna be like, hmm, something is wrong. That's just weird. That sound that seems like Larry Long is trapped in someone else's body. Oh no, <laughs> make it stop. So I just encourage you to, to find your best self. And I I'm going on at 12 o'clock. I go LinkedIn live. YouTube Live, Facebook Live, every Wednesday at 12. I call it my midweek, midday motivational minute. Today is week 50. I've done it 50 out of the last 51 weeks. I think I started on April 24th, but essentially I talk about topics. Last week I talked about when one door closes, a window of opportunity opens. I lost my job on the 26th. They told me, hey, your position is being eliminated. That was a nice way to say you're fired, Larry. But I had been ready. I talk about being prepared. I've been building my brand and building my business over the last year in preparation for this moment. I'm ready. I've got an online class, an online community. So to answer your question, John, bring your energy, bring your true self to the table. People will respect it, but make sure that you're not dragging. No one likes to be around a negative Nancy. I apologize if anyone's name is Nancy on here. No one likes a negative Nelly. People are people. I don't care if you're B2B. I don't care if you're B2C, we're all P2P, people to people. And people like working with people that they like, people that are enjoyable to be around. So ask yourself the question, are you enjoyable to be around or are you a drag? If you're a crab pot, I think sweet Georgia Brown said it best. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> yeah. We enjoy you, Larry. Uh, and Elizabeth has a question. Elizabeth. Oh, um, well, not quite a question, but um, basically that quote you have from Benjamin Franklin kind of reminded me of um, this uh, yeah, an acronym from high school, with like um, like five P's or something. Uh, basically, uh, um, prior planning prevents poor performance. <laughs> um, that was a good one. Right. I love it. I love it. Being prepared and planning. Put yourself in a great position to have success. And does it guarantee it? No. I mean, I played baseball. Baseball is a game of failure. You fail 70% of the time in baseball, you're going to the Hall of Fame. So essentially, you better learn that strikeouts, they're a part of life. That's actually, that's, that's chapter one in my book. Strikeouts are a part of life because I've had so many strikeouts in my life. It's like, oh, I dream about strikeouts. But I tell you, when you're able to bounce back from those strikeouts, it's dynamite. <laughs> I love it. Uh, before we get off, and we're going to have time maybe for one or two questions. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. How do we connect with you? Just what you put on the screen. And can people, if they just can't get enough, Larry, can they be on that Wednesday call? It's open to anybody. It's open. Feel free to subscribe to my YouTube page, uh, Larry Long Jr. Uh, on LinkedIn. If you go to my page at 12 o'clock Eastern, uh, it should pop up. Larry Long is going live uh, today. I'll give you all a little preview. Today's topic, I'm taking it, taking it back to episode number one, where I went in my, my uh, back porch 
I turned the camera on selfie cam and I talked about uh, this quote that I have on a, on a, a T-shirt from a former high school classmate. This T-shirt says, say yes to you. And I just talked about what is that saying? Say yes to you mean. And I can tell you that 50 weeks ago to right now, it still has the similar connotation of you've got to take care of yourself. You got to put your oxygen on first before you're able to put oxygen on others. And, and right now where I'm at as an entrepreneur, 100%, I've got to make sure I take care of my mind, my body, and my soul so I can have a positive impact on everyone else. So I would love to welcome you in. We've got a nice community that's helpful and looking to support each other. Well, we completely recommend Larry Long Jr. All right, let me just do this one more time and then we're gonna close out pretty quickly today. Larry, you've been a blessing to us. What other questions do you have for Larry? Put him on the spot. Make this man work. Yeah, give me a curveball. I'm ready. I can't hit the curveball very well. <laughs> Get that knuckler into, into his wheelhouse and see if he can hit it. What was your, what was your toughest pitch to hit? Uh, curveball. <laughs> I, can hit a, I can hit a fastball. Anything that had a wrinkle in it, uh-oh. I went to minor league spring training in 2001 with the Dodgers and the Red Sox. And uh, they said, thank you for coming out. God bless you and goodbye. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. <laughs> but is that, it's just, and because of the curveball? <laughs> uh, it was a bunch of other things. I had a lot of speed. My father ran track in Maryland. My sister ran track in Maryland. I had plus speed. I was an average hitter, below average hitter for power, average arm, plus defensive player. And I was 22 years old. So. They said, yeah, we can find that in a 16-year-old out of high school. Sorry. Cool. Goodbye. <laughs> Strike out, but we get you. We would be, we, we love watching you here. Thanks for bringing your energy today. All right. Last chance, folks. Don't be intimidated. Unmute yourself and ask a question. And I, I've got one more if no one else has another one. Hey, Larry. Hi, this is Aaron. Um, I was going to ask you, how do you deal with uh, an Argentina wife? But I'll pass on that one. Um, I, I in in the note that John sent, it says that you have experience in selling software as a service, and I don't know if you whether you have a technical background or not. But what was the major challenge that you faced when you were trying to talk to customers that you were trying to sell in a solution that is software as a service, and you felt that you didn't fully understand the technology that you were actually selling. Uh, we're in trouble if I don't understand the technology that I'm selling. I, I look at it as really a five-tool professional. I'm like a five-tool baseball player. You better understand the company you work for, the who, what, when, where, why, mission, vision, and how you fit in, the why. Number two, you better understand the industry or industries that you serve. At Teamworks, we, we serve software, but we also serve athletic departments, collegiate athletic departments. Number three, you got to understand your product. If you don't know your product inside and out, ooh, you're not ready. You're not prepared. Number four, tools and resources. That's both internal and external relationships, as well as the tech stack that you use to support you in your selling. And number five is selling skills, essentially. And we, we would evaluate this on a quarterly basis. On a scale of one to 10, where are you? On company, industry, uh, tools and resources, product, as well as selling skills. And there were, we had 12, those were the five major keys, but we had sub segments. I think we had 12 or 13 total 
evaluation points that we that we evaluate. We did a self-evaluation of the reps and the managers. If I'm not stepping my knowledge game up, what am I doing? If I'm not getting 1% better, 2% better each and every day, learning something new, it's if you're not moving forward, you're, you're going backwards. Like there is no staying stagnant. If you're staying stagnant, you're losing. So we, we had that growth mentality, that mentality of, hey, how do I get better each day? Selling SaaS is the same as selling. I mean, selling is selling. You're matchmaking. I don't, I don't care what the product is. You got to understand the needs, the wants, the challenges. What are the desires of your prospects? And you got to listen to it to see, do I have something that can actually make a match? And if not, can I refer them to someone else? Right, Dylan? Can I refer them to someone else and say, hey, I can't help you today? Well, we're going to part ways as friends and I'm going to connect you with someone that can help you. I'll see you in six months. I'll see you in three months when, you're, when your needs change. You'll respect me because of that, because I'm, I'm looking out for you. What's in it for you and what's best for you? Kind of like your doctor. You don't go to the doctor and they say, hey, hey, Aaron, we're going to give you ankle surgery. Hey, doc, you didn't listen. It's my shoulder. Come on, Cletus. You got to listen. I hope that answers your question. Great question. No, got it. All right, Larry, last Thank question. Uh, remind us, to is it to follow you on Twitter? Is That's one thing. And you're also on iTunes, did you say? Uh, YouTube. YouTube. Link, LinkedIn and Facebook. Those, those are the, the well, major channels. Like Larry on Facebook. Like, like, like. Let's help him out. Show him some love. All right, last question from me. How do you approach your day, whether you get up, you're on the right side of the bed, the maybe the not so quite right. How do you approach your day to make the most of it, even with setbacks and strikeouts? And then we'll close it with your last words, sir. Yeah, really quickly. I'm just I'm human like everyone else. Uh, I have bad days, but I make a choice, and I'm intentional with making a choice. You you can make a choice of I'm gonna be in a bad mood and it's gonna be a bad day, or you can say you know what everything's not perfect. It's not all sunshine rainbows, as my your old daughter would say it's not all unicorns, but it's okay. I'm going to use this as an opportunity to really battle through it, to fight through it, and to be positive. And when you smile, there, there's just something. I don't know the physiology of it, but when you smile, it just has a, and when you surround yourself with people that smile, it just has a, a positive impact. So uh, my parting words, I just encourage each and every one of y'all to enjoy what you're doing and to be intentional. It's your choice whether you want to be positive or whether you don't want to be positive. I encourage you to make the choice to be positive. Whatever I can do to help, do not hesitate to let me know.